Well, with the world falling down around our ears and the great unpleasantness closing in, we're turning to friends for conversation about books and interesting things. So today on 10 Minutes With, we're joined by the enormously good friend of the podcast, Garth Nix. Hello, Garth. Hello, Jonathan. It's very good to talk to you. How are you? I'm good, all things considered. You're all surviving the madness of the world? Yes, and surviving the isolation so far. And uh, I'm hoping that everybody listening is doing okay too. And do you find yourself turning to reading at a time like this, or is it something you can't even think about? Well, turning to reading is perhaps not quite the the right description since uh, I'm reading as much as I ever did, which is a lot. Um, I've, I've always read for comfort and distraction and to take me out of the world and, and its problems, I guess. Uh, and I've continued to do that. Um, I have found it more difficult to write at the moment. Um, just, I think the, the natural anxiety that we, we all have, um, running through us makes it a little bit difficult, a little bit more difficult to concentrate, of uh, and to, and to focus. Um, but I am, I am still working away as well as, as I need to, <laughs> of course. Um, but I, I am finding it a, a little more difficult than usual. Um, and I, I guess that is a very small thing compared to what so many other people are, yeah, are going yeah, through. Of course. Well, then let me ask you the first of our standard questions for these. What are you reading at the moment? And is it any good? Well, I'm reading The Mirror and the Light, Hilary Mantel's uh, third book in her Thomas Cromwell trilogy, uh, which is very, very good. Um, I, I really love the, the first two books, uh, Wolf Hall and Bring Up the Bodies. I mean, we're not talking uh, science fiction or fantasy here, but, I, but uh, historical novels I have always felt are very close to fantasy and science fiction yeah. anyway. I mean, they're yeah. imagining, they're imagining a world that isn't our own based upon a whole lot of, of things that we do know about them, uh, rather than being wholly invented. But I think that's also true of science fiction oh, yeah. and fantasy. So I read a lot of historical novels, uh, as well as everything else. Yeah. And I should have um, said so to you, in, the in these things, we're really not limited to genres, just whatever you're reading. Well, I feel I should mention it since, no, we're, we're science fiction and fantasy guys, and uh, so I, I should I should mention that. Um, I'm very much enjoying it. It's a very long book, so quite suitable for uh, quarantine. Um, I think it is a bit longer than it needs to be, uh, but she is such a good writer on just the, the level of the sentence and the paragraph that it, it's not really bothered me that I think there is – she's chosen to tell – too much of the story sometimes. Um, it is quite a lot longer than the previous two books, which I, I think were perhaps more the right length. Um, I'm about 80% through it now, um, but it, it is. I, I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's a fascinating story anyway. Um, I recently read a biography of, of Thomas Cromwell, the, the, uh, um, the, uh uh, Dermot McCulloch, I just had to glance away. The book is at my side. Uh, the Dermot McCulloch biography, which you know, is is fantastic to look behind the, the novel and, and read uh, the biography to see you know, how the two interrelate and, and what she's what Hilary Mantel's taken and, and what she hasn't and 
and, and where she might have extrapolated from what we do know from from the documentary evidence and so on. So yes, um, the mirror and the light, I do recommend it. Um, but I would start with Wolf Hall uh, if if you're you're coming to it fresh. Um, and the BBC adaptation uh, of Wolf Hall uh, in in these times, having a book and a series to watch, I think is a is a good idea. Book to read, series to watch, uh, all all of those things um, is also very good. Yeah. Well, then let me ask you this. If you're shut in, as so many of us are, what would you recommend people read? You know, do you go for comfort reads? Do you go for challenging books? What sort of things do you think people might enjoy reading now? Well, I think, it, as always, it's, it very much depends on the reader. Everyone looks for different things. I personally, I do have my comfort reads, uh, and much of that would be genre fiction uh where the books you know fit in a, in the sort of middle ground of of uh you know not not trying to be ad- too adventurous in a literary sense or uh, you know trying to break new ground that is trying to tell a good story um i love children's fiction particularly my childhood favorites i quite often reread uh many of those if i'm looking for uh, a comfort read but i think it it really it really depends on the reader because some people want that comfort some people you know, don't they? They want the opportunity. They've got this opportunity to read, which they might not otherwise have, and so they they want to tackle the big, challenging books that they they've not taken on. You know, I mean, I know people who who are wanting to read things that have always been held out as as you know the great literary works of the last few hundred years, and they haven't read them. Uh, you know, like Proust or whoever, or um, that's a long you know, that shot, kind of, in it, Garth. <laughs> yeah, well, it's going to be. It is going to be quite long. So um, I, I think, or, or you know, many many authors like that. So I, I think it just depends, and and I think it will probably change all the time too. You know, people will want comfort books one day, and another day they might think, well, no, I've had enough of that. I'm I'm going to try something. That that is that is more more difficult, uh, more intellectually challenging, perhaps. So yeah, as always, I think um, you know, just reading is good, no matter what it is. And uh, I always advise also not don't be daunted by those those books, and also don't be put off if a book is is apparently too easy either, because it may be perfect for you. In, in the same way, I think. It's important not to prejudge books because of their category or their genre. Uh, you know, you get people who say that if they won't read science fiction or they won't read romance or they won't read children's books because they're no longer a child and, and so on. I think all you're doing when you, when you, you act in that prescriptive way is you're actually preventing yourself from possibly having a really good experience. You're, you're closing your mind to something. So I always think, you know, judge a book by, having read it or at least having attempted to read it as opposed to deciding it's not for you just because of its category. Yeah. Okay. Well, allowing for all of that, let me ask you this. What do you have out in the world right now that you'd like to talk about? I know that Angel Mage came out last October, which was is still is terrific. Uh, what else is happening in Garth Nick's land? Uh, well, October last year seems a million years ago now, doesn't it? Friday um, seems a million years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know, I know. Things move quickly. Well, yes, Angel Mage is, is my latest book, uh, which is a Dumas-inspired epic fantasy. 
um, very much inspired by the Three Musketeers, but not a retelling of it. Um, it's one of the one of my great loves in in literature and in film is is the Three Musketeers. Um, I love the Richard Lester movies as well as as the books. Um, my next book, which is not out till late September or, or, or early October, um, is the Left Handed Booksellers of London, um, which also in many ways is uh, is based on things that I love. Uh, it's set in London in 1983, which is when I first went to London, um, and it's about a secret society of booksellers who have to keep the ancient uh, mythic entities of of England under control. Um, and it's very much influenced, I think, by some of my favourite childhood fantasy writers, people like um, Alan Garner and Dana Wynne-Jones and Joan Aiken. Um, they actually all get a mention in, in the book, um, John Macefield and so on, where they're writing about the, the mythic and the magical underlying the normal world. And I wanted to write one of, one of those kind of stories where you have the ostensibly usual contemporary world, but underneath it, there's this whole mythic landscape which occasionally intrudes uh, in, into the modern world. So the left-handed booksellers of London uh, is about that. So it's kind of an homage to, to all of those, the, all of those kinds of stories. Um, but it's also about all the books that I loved and the business of bookselling, which I love and publishing. Um, I was a bookseller and an editor and, and so on. So it's all, all those things wrapped up together uh, in an adventure story. All, you know, all, all my books are adventure stories one, one way or another. It sounds pretty but magical. Of course, I should, but I should mention before that something you may have heard of, yes. Jonathan. The Dragon Book. The Dragon Book. The, the Dragon Dragons, book. yes. Edited, edited, by, edited by one Jonathan Strawn. Um, I have a story yeah. in that. A, another Sir Harold and Mr. Fitz story. Um, and that's out in early July. I think early July. Said. A very fine story, yeah. too, with some nice artwork by Ravid yeah. Nakai. Yeah, very, very good artwork. And uh, I was reading The Ark, which I got uh, a few weeks ago, and there's some really great stories in there. Mm. I'm not saying mine is, but there are some <laughs> really great stories in there. Well, I was very happy with it, and I think readers will be too. Yeah, good. I hope so. I hope so. Well, with that, we'll put in some pre-order links for Left-Handed Booksellers of London. And I want to thank you for making time to talk to us today, and I look forward to talking again soon. Fantastic, Jonathan. Stay safe, and uh, I hope to talk to you soon.